Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is 8 o'clock p.m. on another Monday, March 12th, 2012. Hey, it's 3-12-12 today, you guys. Oh my god, that's like 3 times 4 is 12, and plus minus divided by 12 is 3. 12 divided by 4, which is the next month, is 3. So, like, wow, man, wow. Anyway, uh, we got a call, Jick. Jick is not in right now, so we gotta do our sound check on the air like the consummate professionals that we are. You ringing? Skype, may I have a word with you? You don't seem to be Oh yeah, now you're ringing. Hey, buddy. Hey, that was weird. Skype sat there for like five seconds and then rang really loud, so everybody is already deaf in both ears. So our show is nice. only going to be better than usual. Cool. Sorry about the. Sorry if I sound like ass. Um, I, this laptop, uh, which I've never actually used this particular sound hardware hardware with before. Hardware. Uh, decided I. So I updated Skype. I was like, you know what? I got to stop being a guy that's afraid of updating things. So I updated Skype, and then uh, got this new thing set up. And uh, when I went to select the good sound card device, uh, it just locked up and the mouse quit working and all of the USB devices connected to the laptop stopped working until I force shut it down and uh, started over. Uh, and then that happened again. And then I was like, well, I just barely have time to go to Walgreens and buy a shitty headset mic uh, so that I can actually do the show. That's uh, kind of shitty. Sorry about that. So that's what I've done. Nah, it's okay. I mean, I think uh, probably Skype is the bigger bottleneck in making me sound like shit on the show. So, yeah, I don't notice a huge drop in quality there. It's a, okay. It's got to be a decent headset that you have. It doesn't sound like you're in a well or anything. You know, uh, how you been? It's been for fucking ever since we did one of these, Mister Skullhead. Yeah, there were three weeks. Three weeks in between. Uh, we did a show with uh, baseball player Adam J. Dunn and uh, your girlfriend. That was rad. Mm-hmm. That turned out pretty well. We did one with uh, Vaginal Blood Fart, which was entertaining as usual. Uh, we did have my favorite quote from chat during the uh, Adam and Troubleface show was, So, I just tuned in to Radio KOL for the first time, and I think this will be the last time. Like, what is the point of any of the shit that you guys are saying? Huh. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for tuning in. I haven't seen that yeah. guy again. I think we actually did drive him off. Nice. Um, I mean, you know, I could see somebody expecting it to be something totally different, uh, being upset by what they found there. Uh-huh. Expecting, you know. like, talking about KOL. Yeah, like a number, like the numbers show. <laughs> where we read numbers off of things. One... Yeah, it'll be like those uh, secret CIA shortwave stations. What's uh, what's uh, what's your life been like these last three weeks, buddy? Boy, what has it been? I mean, my memory is usually goldfish length at best. Okay. You know, there have been some parties, some drinking of beers. Um, there are two weddings coming up in May, so there are showers and bachelor parties and bachelorette parties and Jack and Jill parties and and half a funeral yeah uh, the, Jack and Jill party yeah. is a party where you watch the uh, the Adam Sandler joint I'm not no it's actually where you just go up a hill and fetch a pail of water oh okay 
Yeah. So not so much a party as forced manual labor. Okay. But you get and to then drink. You, end up, you fall down and end up with water on the knee. Yeah. In and the, turkey uh, in the straw. In the less funny, well, the unfunny pun version. Version? Wow, I'm just going to keep talking weird and sounding weird in my own head. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, apparently every wedding comes with, like, three or four parties now. Hmm. Is everybody who's from here has stayed here and their entire family has stayed here, so everybody has, like, 50 people on the bride side and 50 people on the groom's side who all want a piece of the action, so... You know, like, the groom's mom will throw a party, and then the bride's mom will throw a party, and eventually you get to the wedding. So Okay. Fortunately, not you don't have to buy gifts for all of them. Most of them, you just show up and have some drinks. We did have pie day on uh, Saturday. That was fun. Many pies were eaten. Wait. Wouldn't pie day be the day after tomorrow? Yeah, but it was pie day observed. Oh, okay. Uh, the 22nd of July. Right. Uh, the approximate pie day. Uh, okay. We made, kind of a, uh, we made a buffalo chicken pie. That was good. Like a every pie, like a dinner pie. Yeah, like a... Like buff- a pot pie. Yeah, like buffalo sauce and chicken and blue cheese kind of mixed together with a like a biscuit crust to hold it. Damn, good that sounds stuff. good. It was good stuff. People were making fun of me. The TV, there was a Kentucky Fried Chicken commercial on, and there was a commercial for uh, the apparently apparent chicken pot pie that they have uh, now at Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I was like, damn, that looks good. And everybody was like, are you fucking crazy, you asshole? That's what they said. Were they all from PETA, and they were upset that you wanted to eat any kind of animal? Yeah, that's probably it. No, man, I, uh, I, I realized that I have not had a chicken pot pie in many, many years. That was a staple of my... Uh, early early bachelorhood those uh, frozen chicken pot put in the actual oven yeah I never went for those because you have to put them in the actual oven and then they take an hour mm-hmm. they're good though they're cheap you get the microwave ones too they're not as good but they're faster there's uh, one of the restaurants we go to here has a chicken pot pie that I always say I'm going to eat something different there but I always end up eating that because it's really really good yeah, I find that, like, 75% of the time when I go to a restaurant, I'm like, you know, I should really get something new this time. And then the 25% of the time that I do, it's like, eh, that didn't really work. I would rather have had the thing that I always order. Yeah, I always go back and forth with the wife because she's, no matter where, every restaurant we go to, she has one thing she always gets. And I always experiment. And most of the time I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like, sooner or later, there's got to be something amazing, right? You can't always yeah. just be endless. But, I mean, you, you know, you have to... There's always a first time, right? Like, you have to find things. Yeah. So you have to be willing to... But, I mean, that's the thing. Do you just go to a new place? You go to a new place, and if you order something shitty, you're like, well, never going back to that place. And if you order something good, you're like, well, always going back to that place and eating the exact thing. Yeah, and then you never have... You never grow. You never change. You never develop as a person. Well, I mean, I think you force the growth by just constantly going to new places. Uh, I've just gotten into such habits at home. That's uh, San Francisco's nice in that regard. The one not nice in is the uh, there's some weird noise coming from somewhere that either just sounds like a like a dog barking on a tape loop, like roof, 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 uh, or 
maybe it's like a machine that is sawing logs uh-huh. in half uh, okay. that has just been relentless all day. I hope that you can't hear it. I can't. Okay. So at least uh, there's that. Man, I also... This was one of those one of those days that I don't really understand, and they always they always fill me with regret. But I'm not sure what to regret. Uh, last night we went out with a couple of dudes. Um, it, one of them was the, so I knew that a guy named Brandon who had long hair and a kind of a Yosemite Sam mustache made Nexus War, and I knew that a guy named Brandon with long hair and a Yosemite Sam mustache was one of the guys that popped up in all of the Wikipedia fundraising things. Huh. For a long, long time, but I did not realize that they were the same dude until last night when I met him. So we had, uh, I, I drank five beers, like five, you know, and they were like, they were they were craft IPAs, so they were, you know, not not low alcohol content, but not crazy alcohol content. Five beers over five hours, and was just crippled with a hangover all day today. Hmm. And I don't understand, I don't understand the mechanism by which that happens. Because, you know, I'm not going to pretend that five beers is a little bit of drinking, but for me, it's not a lot of drinking. Yeah, that's for, not a huge... For, for an entire day, and I just, I just fucking sucked. Hmm. These sinus, these sinus headaches, man. I think it just has to do with which finger I have my, or which nostril I have my finger in when I go to sleep. <laughs> if it's the if I have my finger in my good nostril, then I breathe through the bad one, and it gives me a crippling sinus headache. If I have my finger in my bad nostril, then we're all good. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about going out there and having to deal with my face in a new climate. At yeah. least it, in the past couple of days, the temperature yeah. and humidity has been almost the same, so I mean, maybe all right. Oh yeah, I it's weird here it's super variable like it's cold or hot depending on which five minute period you're occupying um and so you always leave you know and you need like a hoodie or whatever and then sometimes it's like oh man i wish i was wearing two hoodies um yeah uh but yeah yeah uh this was supposed to be uh sort of launched back into a normalish uh working schedule but it ended up just being a laying down clutching my head all day day how was gdc it was fun um you know it's it's kind of the same as last time where I am not at all certain that it was worth the money. Like I'm glad that I I'm glad that I went, but I don't know that if it I don't know that it was worth a week and the amount of money that it cost. Hmm. You know, we we saw some talks which were great, uh, but would have been great to watch YouTube videos of. Huh. You know, probably as great. Uh, Hot stuff tends to ask questions uh, at the end of of talks like that. Something that you can't do on YouTube. You can just post about how it's fake and all the women in the video were fat or whatever yeah that's all you uh, can do yeah i there, there was a moment where uh, uh i was like huh, i didn't know there was a lady on this panel and then the lady turned around and it was john romero <laughs> i was like oh whoops. <laughs> um, um i didn't actually like that would be a mean joke if i thought of that as a joke i'd be like no oh, that was too mean to say but since it actually happened i feel okay about it <laughs> um uh, but yeah, th- there were uh, there, there were a lot of dudes. Uh, Hot stuff saw a talk by the guy that did the uh, did all the audio for Bastion, which he said was really awesome. Oh wow! Uh, 
That would be I watched. So apparently the narrator in Bastion is like a 20 year old black dude, <laughs> which I, I would never have guessed. I would have guessed like an 80 year old black dude. I thought it was kind of weird that he looked like Mark Twain uh, in <laughs> the game. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't. Uh, it, the voice didn't read as black to me. Hmm. I don't, I, Mr. Skullhead. You don't hear color. Yeah, um, I went to a couple of those uh, like classic game post mortems that they started doing last year, uh, and those were pretty good. The guy, uh, Ed Log, the guy that made Asteroids and Centipede and Gauntlet and Zybots and some other things that I can't remember. Wow, um, he was he was pretty. He was like a jolly dude. Uh, talked about Gauntlet. Uh, the original, originally, the warrior uh, and the Amazon, or the warrior and the Valkyrie, were called the Hulk. Amazon. The Hulk. So he kept referring to the Hulk um, instead of the warrior. Yeah, um, you know, we we uh, we like a KOL player who is now working for a company that uh, this guy Jeff Tunnel, who is the he founded Dynamics, uh, and he was like the producer guy for the Incredible Machine series. Huh. Um, he's like, yeah, he's probably like 60. Uh, they had a they had a hotel suite that we hung out in a bit and drank some scotch and uh, talked to some video games dudes about some things. Oh. Um, yeah, there were a lot of nice people. We met the Glitch people, which was awesome. We got, we got to go and see their offices <laughs> and uh, they, we, we looked at their back-end tools and we showed them our back-end tools and they were like, oh, this looks like the stuff we wrote 10 years ago for Game Never Ending. He was like, hey, let me show you. And then he brought up the back-end tools for Game Never Ending. It was like, yep, that, does, that did look exactly like this. Uh, I wish we had learned anything in the last 10 years. But I'm turns out we that, didn't. Uh, I didn't meet the guys from Glitch. Um, anyway. I would have to. It, it would be awkward. Oh, yeah? So like, how do you like our game? Like, well, it's... Yep. It's <laughs> a, I, I played it. Yeah, I, I, mean, I played it. You know, it's that's like a weird thing, right? Like I, it is a it is a strange thing. Like I sort of had to learn this on uh, uh, on the cruise. I met the people from Looney Labs, and Flux is probably the worst game I have ever played. Uh-huh. And all I had to do was just not talk about my feelings about it, and I just didn't. And it was okay, you know. It was like. <laughs> Oh, okay. Like, even somebody who makes things that I don't like is still making stuff, you know? Sure. And it's like, uh, you know, it's always it's always neat to see the way their outfit operates. Well, I'm sure that I could say, like, yeah, you're. I'm so glad that game's really popular. Like, I played it for a little while, and I'm glad that you were enjoying the success you are. Because I am. Yeah. Like, they're nice yeah, people. All, all those things are true. Yeah, Stuart, uh, Stuart Butterfield is just fucking great. We like. I think he's coming back next weekend, and I really hope that he wants to be our friend because <laughs> he's a cool dude. Um, but yeah, uh, that was yeah. GDC. It was it was kind of a weird blur. And like since then, we've moved to a different apartment, uh, and so it's like seems even less real um, <laughs> that all that happened. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was cool. Um, we we saw some talks. We walked. You walk some walks. Yep. 
Um, so, yeah. There was something that I wanted to talk to you about. There was something that I saw today that I was like, ah, oh, this would be good fodder for talking about on the radio. Uh, it's probably politics. Yeah. Uh, do you think that all of our advertisers are going to pull uh, their ads from our show because I'm a misogynist? Oh, I think so. We need to just talk about uh, the sluts and prostitutes in our game who are having so much sex that they have to spend a lot of money on birth control. Uh-huh. <laughs> because that's a direct correlation. Yep. <sighs> Good times. Um, I wish that... One thing that in that discussion, the, the discussion that I think prompted all of that bullshit is it, it's very easy for it to get overshadowed by a bunch of other bullshit. Like the whole notion of like whether insurance should cover birth control and whether insurance should cover Viagra, uh-huh. you know, and it's like, I don't think that those things are equivalent the question right like should insurance cover condoms should insurance cover birth control then maybe but like but condoms are available over the counter so that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't fit either but i I understand like for you know if you need viagra you have a medical condition but it's not like a life if you have a medical condition that requires you to take birth control for your health the insurance will cover it sometimes right Sometimes. I guess you you were in the trenches uh, dealing with that stuff. Yeah, that was, just, a, like, that was one of the anecdotes that the prostitute slut told was that she had a friend who had a medical problem, but at the college they're at, they don't offer that hmm. for anything. I guess like a particular insurance company won't do it. <sighs> and mean, at the same time, like having sex when you're like 80 is not really medically necessary anyway. Sure. So, sure, but, 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 but I mean, neither is walking when you're 80, right? So, I mean, should it cover a hip replacement? I mean, like, it, it's... Well, like, walking is something that... I don't know, I think there's a difference between, like, the ability to have sex and, like, the basic ability to move around in the world. Like, if yeah. you go blind, sure, like, you gotta see. But if you can't have sex, like, unless you're a, a sex worker and that's... You know, you're losing Ew. income because you're you can't make your gilf videos anymore. Yeah, I just uh, you know, I, like I feel like it's a it's it is an issue that can't ever really be discussed particularly rationally because everyone with very strong opinions about it one way or another is a total asshole. <laughs> and I think that the way that that the Obama administration wanted to set it up made sense, which is like okay. You, the Catholic college, does not have. You don't have to provide birth control coverage for your people. If the insurance company you use wants to offer it to the people who you cover, they go directly to the people and bypass you. That way, they're not getting the birth control from you. They're getting it from the insurance company, who is happy to provide it because it saves them a whole shit ton of money. So, like, that made sense to me, but even that was too much. Like, well, no, even though we're not involved in this at all, it still means that some people working for us are using birth control. Yeah. It's like, why did, when did we care so much about that? Well, I mean, the moment that we became Catholic. Well, the moment the economy started improving. Hmm. Right. Uh, Yeah. Let's give everyone AIDS. That'll solve it. 
Mm. Uh, mandatory sterilization. No, just mandatory AIDS. <laughs> um, uh, did you read that uh, that thing from the Gawker guy today talking about how comments on the internet are a failed experiment? <laughs> no, but I tend to agree. You think? I don't... Sometimes for reviews on the AV Club, so it's something that people might have a strong opinion about, but it isn't tied to anything terribly pressing. So sometimes there's shit worth reading in there, but for almost any other application, I don't see it being any good at all. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever gotten anything edifying out of a single YouTube comment, ever. Right. But, you know, even Kotaku, which is the... If you if you view it on the mobile version, which is the only time I ever really look at it, um, is when I'm just like desperate for something to look at that is new. Right. Uh, it shows you like the featured comments, which are often just dumb people with bad opinions, hmm. but are sometimes like, oh, this reminds me of this other thing, and then they provide a link to some new cool thing that I find out about that's similar to the thing that I was looking at because I was interested in it. Right, so I mean, it's. I kind of feel like it's more of a wheat chaff thing. It's just I, you know, I get I derive a lot of enjoyment out of reading uh, the comments on Metafilter, but it's mostly Schadenfreude. Yeah, right? I think like, so. it, it's not. You know, there are a handful of times, and I could probably count on one hand the number of times that I've seen something really, you know, interesting or found out about something cool from reading Metafilter comments. It is mostly just the same. Like, it's just eavesdropping on conversations between crazy people, right? right. Which is just kind of a vice. You know, dedicated forums are great. Yeah. Right? I mean, I... It's kind of the different... Like, our forums are great, and I would like a bad place, even though some bad stuff happens in them. You know, they're very aggressively moderated, and we've basically managed to turn them into something that we're okay with if we allowed comments on item descriptions <laughs> or whatever um, it seems like that would go south in a big hurry is there anywhere else that you read com anywhere that you read comments when you're reading stuff like HuffPo I usually don't I, then I don't at all go to Huffington Post anymore I get most of my news from Boing Boing Metafilter and uh, Facebook. Mm. Just somebody else will go through and find the news stories and give them to me. Huffington Post just got too... You know, like, what happened to The Onion, where they were too concerned with... Like, more concerned with getting you to click a whole bunch of pages than have any idea... Having any idea what was going on. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it sucks, right? Because, I mean, the reason that they... I, I, I don't imagine that they did that just because they were like, man, we want more money. They probably did it because, like, man, we're going to be in trouble if we can't generate more money. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. I mean, I, I don't know whether they're greedy pricks or not. <laughs> like, eh, like hey, eh, you know, you want to think that the people whose ideologies you, you uh, agree with are not greedy pricks. Yeah, unless all you read is greedypricknews.com. Uh, .blogspot.com. Mm -hmm. 
Ah, uh, boy. It is weird to me that somebody can develop a community on YouTube that is enough to make a living off of the ad impressions. Yeah, that is interesting. It makes me wonder what uh, I can get my kid to say that people will want to watch. You can... And filming him until he says something adorable. I would spend so much time editing. David after dentist. (laughs) (laughs) Those drugs are expensive. I found David after dentist to be kind of horrifying. Yeah? Yeah. Like, just imagining what that kid is going through. He seemed all right. I don't know. He seemed gripped with existential horror and afraid that it was never going to (laughs) end. Like, is this... What was he like? Is this real or something? Is this forever? Like he was asking if he was going to feel like that forever. Ah. Like if that's just like, well, once you go to the dentist, this is what you feel like from now on. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. You will feel like this forever. I mean, it's horrifying. Yeah. I I didn't find it horrifying. I found it adorable. Mm Okay. Oh, man. I don't know if we have very many questions or not. We might uh, we might just have to shoot some shit for the entire time. Hmm, I think we can do that. Uh, what else you got going on? It's, it's, it's been forever. We've got to have more to catch up on. Catch up on. We'd have more catch up on. <laughs> Is that like ketchup and grape upon mixed together? Because that sounds yeah. terrifying. Yeah. I don't know. The kid's in preschool. That's going pretty well. Is it? The first day they were, the teacher pulled us aside when we got there and said he was hitting everyone, like even the teachers. And we, um, yeah, we're not sure about your kid at all. And then the second day they said he had an excellent day. And every day since then has been excellent. Huh. Well, maybe he just had to get all of his hitting out of his. He, he understood that you have to just make somebody your bitch on the first day. Right. And he decided that all of the teachers should be the bitch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what is uh, what, Does he have any good stories about preschool? I can't get him to tell me anything about it. Yeah. I always ask what he did, and he'll tell me... He'll always tell me the things that he did, like, the second day. And he's just stuck, so... I have to Maybe ask it's him. like Groundhog Day for him, though. I have to ask the teachers what he did, and, you know, he... It's a Montessori school, so there are like learning toys and it's self-directed and he picks which ones interest him and then he does that work for a while Wait, really then he picks another one and he does that work for a while yeah hmm. so it's more like kid directed sometimes like if they just see a kid spinning around in circles or like wandering around looking useless they'll give him like some worksheets to to look at and he seems to have fun with the stuff he's learning letter sounds and shit and seems seems fine hmm letter sounds do they are they teaching him with phonics well you have to learn a little phonics it just can't be all phonics or you know our language is not phonetic yeah I don't know didn't we learn to read with all phonics yeah that's why I can't read <laughs> I guess that's a good point uh, maybe that's why I couldn't get the microphone to work I just wasn't reading what it was telling me. It was wrong. Here's how to fix this. Hey. Uh, oh, man, I'm out of practice. I'm out of practice for being on the air. 
All right. Dead air, buddy. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Do we have anything on the? We got a little bit of bugbear. Yeah, we got a little bit of bugbear. We got a little bit of uh, we got a little bit of forum thread from uh, like a month ago. <laughs> Um, we can't do that. Uh, we're going to have to figure out. Uh, people people are wanting to know about this, uh, and it's still a ways off. But the there is the idea that even without the increased uh, stomach capacity of uh, Feast of Boros, that the ready access to food that Feast of Boros uh, gives is going to make it a problem in uh, the Avatar Boros runs. Right. Um which, yeah, I guess we ought to just do something different there. I I hate the idea of just not giving it to them. You know? Like, I wish there was a way to not give it to the people who would care and to still give it to everybody else. But that's always where we end up. Right. You know? Um, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I guess it's weird that, like, you know, we think of Feast of Boris as this thing that's like, oh, yeah, there's these cool monsters and they drop extra food and stuff. But, like, the the people who care are like, oh, yeah, the only thing that matters is the increased stomach capacity. Huh. Um, so that they can eat, I don't know, what do they eat these days? 45 fortune cookies? <laughs> right. There's got to be a reason. Apparently cottage cheese, too. That's all that yeah, anybody yeah. ever eats. Didn't we find that out? Yeah, yeah. The only thing anybody... Uh, mostly people eat cottage cheese and spooky mushrooms. Right. Maybe we should make a recipe that combines cottage cheese and spooky mushrooms. What kind of a hellish dish would that be? I don't know. Are you one of those fruit-in-cottage-cheese dudes? No, I was going to say, just... we, we should make it so you can combine half of a pear with cottage cheese to make the bullshit dessert what-the-fuck-is-this-from-my-childhood. Yeah, that was it. That I was guess. a side dish at dinner sometimes. Just like half of a, a canned pear, full of cottage cheese, was the foulest fucking thing. Yeah, I'm more of a cottage cheese. Reads as savory to me, so I'd rather just eat it like by itself or on a cracker or something. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had it on a cracker, but yeah, I'm definitely more of a salt and pepper guy. I'm not out by cottage cheese with fruit it's just never a thing that i would really eat on purpose yeah like yogurt with fruit sure i I don't know why it makes a difference how how much curd is in the dairy that i'm talking about but Mm -hmm. i don't know ah so we got to figure out some way i mean uh yeah like I said, it would be really nice to not take that stuff away from the people who would just have more fun and not hit because of it. Right. But I don't know. I don't know what the right thing to do is. I don't know. Maybe they should just all drop booze. <laughs> we should just make like shots versions of the Thanksgiving foods. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I got to... Um, I'm sorry, I'm kind of distracted because I'm going through and there, there were still some monsters left over that did not have uh, categories. And somebody was asking, somebody said in a, a radio bugbear question that was like, what the fudgicule? Fudge wasps siphon as undead monsters? And what's weird, fudge wasps were not undead, uh, but I wonder if it just picked one, it picks one at random if you don't have... I forget where we ended up in that meeting about the small medium. 
Right. I don't think we decided that at all. I mean, we, we decided that it needed to do something if we fucked up, right? It, and, and I don't remember what it was. And I, I can imagine saying it should just do one at random. Mm. Um, and, the, you know, the idea being that that should never come up. And at this point, uh, almost, uh, these Mammon the Elephant is a beast. The thing with no name, he looks pretty humanoid to me. Right. And now every monster has a type. And whenever there's a monster without a type, uh, it will yell at us on the front page. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, let's let's look at Radio Bugbear. What else we got in this this here Radio Bugbear? Uh, Damastus says, "Is there a reason balance mechanic coding joke for not being able to break the prism if you're falling down drunk?" Yeah, that's a good question. Do you think that's important? Do you think that people forget to break the prism and then they overdrink and then they don't get to break it and then they're upset? And they have to wait until the next day. I could imagine that happening, I guess. Does it take a turn to break the prism? I don't know. Because if it doesn't, I'd be inclined to say you should be able to do it drunk. Because you can still step through the gash, right? It's just a matter of whether you did it or not. That's a little weird, because, I mean, I guess it lets you it lets you nightcap twice in a day, which maybe we didn't want. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you can spend all those, those turns in Aftercore or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It, it is a little weird that there are just certain things that we forget to check drunkenness on, and it makes it seem like there are things you're supposed to be able to do when you're drunk. <laughs> and, you know, and at the same time, there's no reason that we should lock you out of like the mall when you're drunk or whatever. Yeah, we should. In that way, we should make our game better than real life. Yeah. Or sometimes, if you're too drunk, they will kick you out of the mall. I've yeah, heard. that sucks. That's happened to me. Like, sorry, you're too drunk to shop. Yeah, you're, you're also you're not allowed in Forever Twenty One ever again, sir. <laughs> I, I always thought that you went to are not for humping. I always thought you went to Forever Eighteen. Yeah, yeah, that's more my style, huh? Uh, um, I don't know. I like, I don't know that I've ever known a twenty-one-year-old that shopped at Forever Twenty-One. That seems like what they're going for is the like twenty-seven ish uh, you know I wish I were forever 21 I'm gonna pretend by dressing like a whore <laughs> I thought it was the 16 year olds who shop there and like the same way that it's 12 year olds that read 17 oh uh, okay maybe I don't know I haven't bought women's clothing in a while yeah I mean maybe you buy forever you, what you you have to let me into this bar they would not have let me buy this outfit from forever 21 <laughs> if I weren't 21. Yeah, I understand that that's legal in every city that the fine print on the sign says must show picture ID or forever 21 receipt. Right. <clears throat> you gotta um, leave the tags on the clothes, though. It's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, forever mini pearl. <laughs> oh, man. There, uh, there have been some interesting crazy people uh, here in San Francisco. Now, now that I think about it, that's, uh, that's a thing you get sometimes. I had somebody, uh, an older gentleman, come up to me on the bus and asked me if I had ever heard of Tiny Tim and that I looked like him, and I reminded him of Tiny Tim's energy. Huh. Tiny Tim. It was just like, a, like an old, old heavyset black dude. Wasn't like, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like a. Uh, there's a man. 
uh, like a homeless guy pushing a shopping cart that was all laden with blankets and stuff, but had a broom, like an old school broom, sticking out of the top of it, and he had a long white beard and long white hair and a wizard hat. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um, smell uh, lots and lots of urine. Uh, you can't really avoid that. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be exciting for your boy. Hey, kid, you want to smell like what a lot of different dudes' urine uh, smells like? I mean, he's kind of used to things smelling like pee that are around him. Oh, yeah? No, he's like, he's potty trained, but he's not, like, aim trained, you know, so mm-hmm. frequently pee ends up places it shouldn't be. And we have a huh. dog in the house that pees on things while we're gone, so. Oh, cool, cool, good, awesome. Uh, does, uh, does Ollie like the dog? Yeah, he kept talking about, because we're trying to prepare him for the guy who owns the dog is moving out on April 1st so say he's well that's Dan's dog and when Dan moves out then Duff is going to go with Dan and he said that's okay we can get a different dog that's not Duff and I was like no Sweet. we fucking can't I don't know man that kid's pretty adorable I think he's going to talk you into it yeah it's going to be a little bit later in his life I think maybe a year or two when he can reasonably be relied on to like feed a thing and pay attention to a thing oh you would you would get him a dog though yeah i'm i'm not gonna deny him a dog because i don't like them you know kids boys need dogs yeah did you have a dog when you were a kid i had like a we had a couple of false starts my parents tried us on uh, a pair of golden retrievers to begin with and we just kind of ignored them until they ran away and my parents found where they had run away to and saw that they were in a good home and just left them there cool and we had a cocker spaniel that neither me or Andy was interested in taking care of so they ended up giving that to another family and uh, my sister brought home a husky when she was like 16 and she took that with her when she moved out so that was about it we had like a couple of weeks at a time of dog because they would say well you can get a dog we'll get this dog if you really will care for it and take care of it and yeah couldn't be asked yeah I mean it's hard right for for a kid I mean especially like a nerd kid who just wants to stay inside all the time yeah or like I wanted to play outside in the backyard with my G.I. Joes and like talk to myself pretending that they were fighting each other or something you know yeah, you didn't. I mean, the dog was a the dog was a loose cannon. The dog was a rogue agent. <laughs> Couldn't be trusted to play along. Yeah, I just wasn't very interested in like playing with a dog. And they smell bad, and they kind of suck. Like, I'm just not a big dog person, <laughs> but I'll do my best. Yeah, they smell bad, but so do so do people, and you get used to that. Right, but people can blow you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so can a dog to to get the mood set properly. I don't know about the... They don't understand the no-teeth rule. (laughs) Well, it's a little rough. Yeah. um, If you could transplant the human brain in a dog and then establish the muscle memory and then (laughs) swap the brain back out with a dog, that would be the ideal thing, right? I just need a a dog's body with a girl's head. (laughs) (laughs) That uh, 
That seems like it would be basically the worst possible thing <laughs> every access. Well, no, you can, like, there would be I feel mean, like one of the advantages of a dog is that it can't talk. Well, yeah. you could pet the dog still and brush the dog and get that whole thing and throw treats and stuff, but you could also get head. I mean, it seems like the, the, the way that you want to pet a dog, though, would be right at the seam between girl and dog, and I'd always be worried that I'd scratch the stitches out. <laughs> well, I was thinking of some kind of magical creature, not something I built in a lab. But my, my brain works a little differently than you. Oh, I see. Yeah, see, I, I, when, I'm the one who thinks about how we have to actually build this shit we're talking about, so I guess that, that right. follows. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Nicodemus Tabo says, Hey, gang, great little Tuesday update idea for you. How about some more key lime pies to get rid of those other quest keys? Well, no. The... The reason that the ones that exist exist is because they were important and subject to too much RNG swing because of the Daily Dungeon. I'm curious as to whether we could go back to that and... I mean, I guess the problem is the thing about key lime pies is that you can pull them. Um... And so if we did require you to actually get them, now that you can choose your reward from the Daily Dungeon because of the whole uh, the whole vending machine thing, it would put a three-day floor on stuff, which people would probably not enjoy right. so much. You know, they, they, it was one of those weird things like the wand or whatever, where it's like there's all of this weird shit that works in ways that are weird and shitty because it's like a weird, shitty Band-Aid for some weird shit, <laughs> as opposed to like a thing that we were like, oh, this would be cool. Um, the yeah although he might just mean making the pies which you could always do they just didn't always give the keys back <laughs> um, I don't know I'm, I'd be worried that certain things would just bust uh, because getting the key often happens at the same time as unlocking a thing but they're not actually mechanically connected mm. um, so it's like you don't have the key anymore I so like the idea of you finding a key and then that letting you into a place. You know? Like it's, it's so <laughs> it's so video game, it's so satisfying. Hmm. Smarmaduke says, Hey, someone, hey, make the Arbor Day bag an accessory so we can do the holiday in Avatar Boris. Now. No. No. You'll be fine. No? No. You'll be fine. We're not even You'll be fine. considering that? No, do, would you want that? Does it well, I'm not very good at at evaluating the ramifications of my decisions, as we all know. But uh, if it wouldn't cause any harm, I would do it. If it makes people happy. I mean, Arbor Day, isn't Arbor Day just kind of useless? Well, yeah, it's... Okay, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, then the problem is, like, when we make a challenge path where you can't equip any accessories, then we got to change it back. I don't know. What? I doubt if we're going to do that. <laughs> I mean, I get, there's the two sides. If Arbor Day doesn't matter, then we should just do what people want us to do. And But if Arbor Day doesn't matter, then why are they asking about it in the first place? Guy. Wow, man. That's a philosophical conundrum. Uh, Bulletproof says, will there ever be larger capacity packages for unascended players? No. That's one of the things. That's one of the hooks. That's how we get you. 
You have to ascend if you want to send people expensive giant packages. Why do people you not gotta, ascend? Do do we understand this at all? Is it just Why do people don't ascend? I don't know, because they like watching numbers get bigger more than they like watching other numbers get smaller. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know, you know, I like I enjoyed a long period in uh, Twilight Heroes of just being super high level, and I occasionally go back to there, but I'm not like, oh, I would never, I would never retcon, because I do it every once in a while. It seems like there are people who take it as a, some kind of point of pride, which I don't understand at all. See, like, it's kind of like the people who take it as a point of pride that they don't have a Facebook account. It's like, yeah, well, fuck, I'm not on Facebook, I'll never be on Facebook. Uh, I understand if you're genuinely uninterested, but if you're going to always be talking about how I don't even have a Facebook account, like, what is that doing for you? You become the no TV guy? Yeah. Yeah, do what I did. Make a Facebook account, fuck around with it for a couple months, and then get angry and just log off and never log back on. Yeah. At least then you'll have all of your information on Facebook in case anyone ever needs to know everything about you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that there's a lot of information about since, I mean, I feel like they only know stuff about you if you use it and if you post stuff. Right. Right? And, like, I, I just, you know, that's why my mom is afraid of getting a Facebook account. She's like, I don't want the, I don't want everybody to know everything about me all the time. And I'm like, well, you could just, like, don't tell them. <laughs> you know, she thinks of it as a device for burglars to know when you're not home. And it's like... Oh, man, I'm leaving on this trip in such a hurry that I didn't even remember to lock the door. Dot <laughs> uh, com. That's it. That was your post. Uh, yeah. You know what I wish is that fucking uh, face. So here's what I want. I want to get emails from Facebook. Like none of their notifications ever show up. Did you exempt them in in your mail program? I don't know. Is that a thing? Where they well, going? yeah, usually they though, pretty quickly, Gmail will call them spam. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's what I need to do then. Uh, Dryhead says, why are the demons of dis undead type? Shouldn't they be demons? What demons? The demons in dis are the bosses. The rest of them are undead. Right? Are you gone? It's weird, right? When you fight a guy in hell, is he a guy or is he a ghost of a guy? I think he's a ghost of a guy. He's a soul. Is he a man or is he a muppet of a man? Even if he's a soul manifested as like a chipmunk. Yeah. Although the... uh, the so there's those ghosty, wraithy things, which are definitely undead. Right. I would say I would say all of the damned souls are undead, and only the bosses in there are demons. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, too bad you didn't say that, and so I've fucked them all up. <laughs> uh, where are these? Uh, so, oh, it's like suburbandis.com. .php <laughs> .blogspot.com Well, okay, so I mean the, all of the trees are like plants, though. Should they be undead? E- 
yes? No? Yeah, I don't know. Do what you feel. I don't think it matters, (laughs) honestly. Um, As long as people know. I don't think there's going to be a lot of arguments about like, oh, wow, man, I was opening all of these in new tabs, and so now it's like monster, 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 monster. Mushroom, mushroom. Um, let's see what's next uh, hey says Farchild any option to remove the quest flag for toot was available before not anymore any chance to remove that upon request I don't know what you're talking about uh, send a bug report that describes what you are talking about in detail so that we can maybe address it uh, Joe Bob 567 says, are you ever going to add more non-seasonal content other than bug fixes and such? Uh, I mean, yeah, yes. <laughs> like that's kind of what we do here. Um, is this like a new kid? It is weird. Like because of the weird, hey, it's a million eight hundred and ninety thousand. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's, it has been like an uncharacteristically slow three weeks. Uh, because Boris rolled up, and and you know it's it's nice that Boris is so so uh, well received because it makes people not mind okay. since we've added anything to the game. Um, I'm I'm you know very much expecting and hoping to be back on the horse tomorrow though, so uh, you, you, there'll be some stuff. There'll be some stuff to get excited about. There was just a lot of weird travel and stuff. We had GDC, which took up a lot of time. It was. Something that I noticed was just constantly being absolutely exhausted. Like, it was it was a reasonable amount of walking around, but it wasn't like, you know, I can do a lot of walking around without getting really tired, right? Like, yeah. we weren't carrying 50 pounds of food and stuff. So it was like, walking around is walking around. But negotiating crowds and constantly scanning crowds for people that you might know right and then going from that to sitting in an uncomfortable chair paying a bunch of attention to a dude that's talking for an hour so your body was fine but you were wearing out your brain yeah and and it just but it but it kind of doesn't matter like those those kinds of tired are they have the same effect at the end like you're just not sore you know yeah uh yeah, but man, it was like the entire day after that week was over. It was just like, yeah, I'm, I am going to do fucking nothing today because that is all I can, all I can rise to. Um, but yeah, as long as I, uh, I guess, just stop drinking completely, I won't. In productive days, what the fuck, man? Why am I getting so old, Mister Skullhead? I don't know, man. Are you too old for this shit? I think I am too old for this shit. I'm one day away from retirement. Perform 1Q says, It would be funny if there were some kind of penalty for using shouting skills in the library. That would be kind of funny, actually. Yeah, that is pretty funny. Um, Dare Magus says, In terms of consumption reduction, or the opposite, uh, special effects or adventure bonuses for certain combinations of food slash drink slash spleen in one day. You know, every once in a while, we'll think about that. Or I'll think about that. And it kind of feels like adding complexity that is either going to be something that people like remark on and say, oh, that's too complicated for me to pay attention to, or eh, I'd be better off just eating better food 
then trying to eat these combinations of the things, or it would create a situation where it was like even easier to get a billion turns every day. Uh. So, and, you know, we we like the idea like that. That is definitely a thing that we have in our toolbox, right? Like the say the sake and sushi thing or whatever, right? Like it's neat to like, oh, this food is better if you use this less good booze or whatever, right? Like, because it'll create some situational decision-making as opposed to like, oh, I should always just eat the best thing. Um, but, but I think that that's a sauce best used sparingly. Yeah. Um, Q says, can you name Clan Karma, can you rename Clan Karma to Clan Credit? All too often a newbie, Clan Karma and Ascension Karma are confused by new players. So... I guess what's weird is that why do new players know about Ascension Karma? Hmm. I mean, I, I get you're, you're right that it is confusing, and the clan karma system is one of those things that's like it's just there because it's there, right? It's not good, uh, but it's the best worst thing we have. Hmm. What else would we call it? It's the last best worst what? Clan Chuggalug. Clan Juggalo? Yeah, Juggalos. You earn you earn Fago points, which you can then trade for. I fucking what? It, what would somebody trade Fago points for? Like a a tattoo of one of three things. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Like a hatchet, man. I saw there's a woman who uh, there's a woman who works at the place where I occasionally buy cigars, and uh, she has a tattoo on the top of each breast, and one of them is uh, her her baby's name. Hatchet man. <laughs> it's like, oh That's my god. <laughs> um, what would you buy? What would what would a juggalo trade Fago points for? Uh, you know. Face paint. Okay, face paint. Um, and chains? You know, like silver silver and gold chains, maybe? Okay. Like a black t-shirt? Like a slipknot t-shirt? Some mysterious magnets. Ooh, mm-hmm. Um, like Taco Bell? <laughs> I, I eat a Taco Bell, and I'm not a juggalo. Okay, I mean, I eat a Taco Bell too. What? Where does it? Where does a Juggalo eat that you and I would never dream of setting foot in? <laughs> old Country Buffet. Yeah. Well, really, I can imagine going to Old Country. Man, I haven't been to a Cracker Barrel in a, in a really long time. Every once in a while, I get kind of excited at the prospect of like, okay, there's a thing that I want that I'm pretty sure I could find at the Cracker Barrel Old Country store, <laughs> and that would give me an excuse to go and eat. Uh, basically a gallon of butter right um but i never do it i only i only eat at cracker barrel trips and then only once or twice yeah just about i think just a single for me helping of sweet tea and fried okra and chicken fried steak and i'm done yeah i don't think i ever get the sweet tea i don't know what i eat there it's always the for me. That's the one that I never experimented. Chicken fried steak, and always will be. Mm. Okra is so hit and miss. I've never had bad fried okra. Yeah, does it fry the semen out of it when you fry it? Yeah. Okay, 
pickled okra, the astringent of the pickling process, or the astringents of the pickling process, gets rid of that. Uh, you know, I haven't had a lot of semen in my mouth, but uh-huh. when I do, it always reminds me of okra. <laughs> and it smells like those trees that used to grow outside of that apartment you lived in. <laughs> That's everywhere, man. I am not the only person that observed that. That's There are just certain days when the entirety of the Valley of the Sun smells like load. Yeah. That was just a weird day, the day that you pointed that out to me. And then we went and had that hummus that smelled like vagina. Yeah. I was like, geez, this is... There's a theme going on here. <laughs> this is quite, a, quite, a, quite an apartment you've got down here. <laughs> this was a good move. Hey, do you want to take oh. a uh, quick music break? Yeah, we could take a long music break if you wanted. Uh, let's see. It has the potential to be 14 minutes or 17 minutes, so we'll see how let's we're do, feeling. Let's do seven. Seven minutes? Okay. No. 17. See you in a little bit. 17. And we're back. Hey. Back we are. Thanks. Thanks for handling that. Thanks for thanks for steering this ship, Mr. Skullhead. Anytime. I'll always be your captain. I don't captain. thank you often enough. Uh, will you always be my Captain Crunch? I will always be your Captain Antonio. Every time I every time I hang out with you, the roof of my mouth gets all fucked up. Yep. Uh, I guess we can continue down these whatchamacallits. Uh... What uh, clan karma? Snave says, "Can we please have the mind control device link appear even when set to zero? So that is one of those things that people want, uh, not realizing that there is a period of time when you have never seen the mind control device and you don't know what it is. Um, I suppose that we could, so anyway, flag uh, that once you've used a mind control device ever." Uh, maybe not ever maybe on that run because there's three different mind control devices now um, yeah you know sure sure Evangelion Q says curious why doesn't feed stun hobopolis hobos even though they have their own type aren't they humanoids too um, well no yeah we don't want to we don't want to give anybody the impression that homeless people are human yeah, it it only and also humanoid is not humanoids are like dwarves and orcs and like humanoids are what we uh, call humans, uh, not orcs, uh, but dwarves and gnolls and whatever. Probably also giants. Um, they the thing that stuns only stuns uh, monsters of type dude, and uh, hobos aren't dudes; they're hobos. Pobblebonk says, ever consider having a store where you can buy combat items? Aren't there some combat items for sale in the demon market? Yeah, I think they're fairly low-powered, but yeah. Are there? They're, well, no. what is in there? Hairspray. Hairspray you can use as a combat item. Hairspray was useful I, in, uh, once I remembered that Chalk Dust Wraiths only are damaged by elemental damage, and mm-hmm. it was in my first Boris run, like, yep, that saved my bacon. Cool. How many did it take to kill one of those? I think it was only a couple of rounds. That's all right. It may have been funk slinging them, though. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, that's an option that had not occurred to me. I don't think people tend to think of those as combat items so much as they think of them as things that give them a buff. Mm. 
I never use it on my hair. Yeah. There's a lot of weird items like that. I wonder if I would do that if I had it again. Like, have a bunch of things that are ambiguous in what section they should be in, you know? Yeah. I mean, in a way, it's neat that they're different and, you know, they have more than one purpose or whatever. But, like, wouldn't hurt anything for that to be two different items, would it? Mm, Yeah. You know, that was one of the first items in the game. We probably thought, man, we can't have too many items. That would flip people's pancake. (laughs) That would freak that that would really freak them off i was uh, i was relating a story about talking to this kid randomly and uh i said yeah i think the kid was pretty freaked off <laughs> what, and what i meant was freaked out but then i thought that that was pretty funny and so now i'm going to describe uh that i'm going to i'm going to use that phrasing all of the time because it's creepy freaked off and pissed out we totally freaked off this little kid um you know uh, Jubbaby says, "Do you like pie?" Mister Scullard likes pie. Man, I kind of want a buffalo chicken pot pie now. There's some good stuff. I ain't gonna lie to I you. I wonder if there's an I wonder if there's an artisanal uh, buffalo chicken pot pie restaurant here in the Mission. Oh, probably. We need to find somewhere to eat uh, after this. Luckily. Uh, this is not Mesa, Arizona, so I have a feeling that after 8 o'clock there will still be a whole shitload of really good restaurants open. <laughs> um, I, I like pie. I like uh, You know what I like uh, the most of pie? Uh, is the strawberry pies that my mom used to make, uh, which I'm pretty sure just used some sort of glaze that came in a can mm. as a sort of a gel uh, in which strawberry halves were colloidally suspended sure uh and then just you know the crust is the crust is irrelevant that's what i think about pie do you think cheesecake counts as pie it's a lot more like pie than cake yeah i would say a cheesecake if somebody rolled up at uh to a pie party with a cheesecake i don't think i would have a problem with that what if the girl in cake farts was farting into a cheesecake? Would you think that was wrong? I would uh, have to call shenanigans on that, yes. Because it doesn't, it's not really textured like a cake. Cheese pie sounds gross. Yeah. Cheese pie sounds like a like a venereal disease. <laughs> um, I like ultimate. me a uh, strawberry rhubarb pie. Oh, yeah? You get the rhubarb oh, in there and it gives it a little extra tartness. Does rhubarb actually taste like anything? It tastes like a little bit of tartness, then. Yeah, I don't know. Good. Tastes what about good. A, like a, tur- a turnip pie? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that'd be any good. What about like a... You know what I've had and enjoyed is like a steak and kidney pie. <laughs> those those Englishmen, they, they know how to use... They use every part of every animal. <laughs> they were on top of that shit way before the Native Americans were. Actually, that that may not be true. <laughs> how long how long was do we have any sense of how long Native American culture operated more or less as it when we found it prior to our finding it I mean had they been there for tens of thousands of years had they been there for dozens of years dozens of hundreds of years maybe. dozens of hundreds we should ask Carl Sagan these numbers are too big for me to comprehend right. <clears throat> Uh, let's see. Ultimate Chaos says, uh, it was funny. There was this kid 
uh, one of the last times, several months ago, this one of the last times I played uh, World of Warcraft, uh, there was a guy whose name was uh, Chaos Warrior, but it was Chaos Warrior. <laughs> and uh, the, somebody in the group was like, ah, you know you got a typo in your name, right? And I was like, yeah, wasn't this supposed to be Chode Warrior? Because <laughs> uh, Ultimate Chode says, Hi, awesome job with the Avatar Boris Path. I love it. Any chance the gallery could be tweaked to allow more reliable muscle leveling, perhaps allowing the nice non-combat to... And then he just stopped. Ultimate Chode, I don't know what you want. Oh, to be skipped or adding another non-combat that grants muscle. It's not fun to get knights too many times. Most of the other zones have multiple non-combats that give stats. I don't know that there is a simple fix to bringing that in line with the other stuff. Um, one of these days, I guess, this is a thing that a lot of people are complaining about, so maybe it could get looked at. Uh, Rogue Cat says, which is the least adventured area in the kingdom? Any plan for revamping the roulette game at the casino? Because it's quite crappy. Yeah, that might be the least adventured in area. Um, do we have data about this? Yes, we do. So what is the least adventured in area? Uh, an incredibly strange place, mediocre trip, is the least <laughs> adventured in area in the last seven days. Followed by bad trip, followed by the landscaper's lair, followed by Elf Alley, Kegger in the Woods, the Bugbear Pen, uh, so yeah, most of these most of these are uh, well. The roulette tables is fairly close to the bottom, but uh, literally uh, hundreds of times as many people adventured there as the uh, mediocre trip. Wonder. I mean, I guess you just don't. That's weird. I mean, there must just not be stuff that people care about in those uh, in those zones. This is interesting. I hadn't looked at this data in a really long time. <laughs> but yeah, not a lot of people adventuring in those, uh, in those whatchamacallits. The castle in the sky is just so many orders of magnitude higher than everything else. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Time to nerf it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. You know, those, those zones in the casino... Stupid. <laughs> uh, but I don't think that it hurts... Does it hurt anything for them to be there? I don't know yeah. if it does. Does it? I don't even know what's good anymore, Bruno. And I can see every, like, two years or so, we say we should do something with the casino and make some games that people yeah. can play in the casino. And then we go, yeah, <laughs> dude, we should totally do that. We should get the band back together, too. And, like We made, the, we made those tour. games, and we were going to adapt... Like, it would be pretty trivial to adapt the, like, good-looking slot machines to the slot machines that already exist uh-huh. in there, right? And mm, to let people play 11 if they wanted to for meat in the casino. That was not as easy to adapt because that was... 11 was sort of rigged to... And I actually think the slot machine was probably sort of rigged to... Um, Especially after you got the elves to sabotage it for you. Yeah. Which I think people didn't necessarily understand that that had happened. Uh, Fernando Bono writes, Gentlemen. Well, thanks, buddy. We think you're a gentleman, too. Mm-hmm. Furbule says, Hey, guys, thanks for letting me correct the mistake on my personal title so easily. Stuff like that, after the humor, is what makes you guys great. Oh, yeah, you're welcome, buddy. Um, 
I mean, that's what it's it's service after the sale that uh, makes people proud to be our customers. Makes us proud to provide for them. I mean, it was it was a thing that I like doing having a thing that you submitted that you paid five bucks for or however much meat you got for your five bucks Mm. uh and then fucking it up and just not being able to do anything about it is the thing that would make me super super sad and so i was just like you know what xenophobe write us the thing where we can edit these real easy and then yeah we'll just do it it's fine somebody asked uh and i don't remember if this was in the radio bugbear questions or in the forum thread uh looks like maybe the forum thread um about uh, adding another thing that is like a code for the number of ascensions that you have. And I kind of like that idea. And I kind of liked uh, also um, the, the idea that I had as a follow-up to that, which was let you, like if you wanted to just have your thing say like, if you were a SEAL clubber, your, your custom title is just the retarded SEAL club. Do the retarded and then percent C to put your class mm. name. In. Um, and you know maybe some other stuff maybe uh, maybe we make that so complicated that no one can understand it and we make it support regular expressions oh yeah mm-hmm. uh, Dark Cannon Revolution says that's a pretty cool name I don't it depends on what side of it you're on whether that's a good thing or not right <laughs> like I don't want the Dark Cannons to revolt against me but if I could like take a dark cannon I learned uh, today about or I learned yesterday about a battle in which uh, I think it was like a word origin thing where I learned this but a battle in which uh, the Union soldiers made a bunch of fake cannons out of burned logs huh. and uh, cut a battle off before it happened because they were like fuck those guys got a lot of cannons and yeah, and now I don't remember what the word was, but somebody saw it and described it as a bunch of baloney or something like that, and that's the origin of the word baloney. Wow, that was like a paper tiger. All those wooden cannons they had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stuff says. Uh, oh wait, no, no. Dark Cannon Revolution asked, uh, "Will Avatar Born in the future? Uh, any sneak peek of future plans for new content?" Uh, earlier, there was a snake. Uh, that's a sneak peek of future plans for new content. Uh, Avatar Boar skills will not be permeable. Uh, we might make some, uh, you know, funny weakened versions of them that you can perm. We're still sort of figuring out like what we're gonna, what we're gonna do with that in the end. It's getting close to time that we need to start doing that shit. Uh, we also ought to figure out what the next challenge path is, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Avatar of Susie, where the only thing you can equip is a podium. Hmm. And the only thing that you can eat is familiars <laughs> from your terrarium. Um, right, that's awesome. And you, the only way to get enough adventures to actually... Like, you don't get adventures at rollover, and the only way to get enough adventures to actually complete a run is by eating a bunch of Mr. Store familiars. Yep. Nice. Stuff says, It seems like rollover happens at a time when a lot of people might be in the middle of playing. I often find myself rushing to finish my turns before rollover or doing them late in the night after rollover so I don't have to rush the next day. I know you probably wanted it to happen while you're still awake, but it's been so smooth lately. Why not push it till four in the morning or sometime when fewer people are likely to be on? Besides, I assume Rift doesn't sleep like a normal person anyway. Well, okay, there's a, there's a handful of things that work. Uh... I think that a lot of people would be playing at rollover no matter when rollover was. Um, if somebody wants to play at night 
it's early enough that they can do that. And if somebody wants to play during the day, I mean, ideally it just wouldn't matter at four in the morning, but that just doesn't matter because you play whenever. But, you know, it's a game that has players all over the world, so it's going to be in the middle of the day for somebody, no matter what. And it's not so much that we need to be there in case it doesn't go smoothly, as there are often times when we need to do a bunch of work at rollover. And so having it in the middle of the night would really suck for us. Uh, especially, you know, because sometimes we'll say, like, all right, we have to have a long rollover to roll out some new stuff. Uh, but then it gets fucked up, and so we end up having to put in four or five hours that night, which sucks enough, even starting at eight, but would super suck a whole bunch of butts if it were at four in the morning. Do it. Uh, Morgan Blair says, I've not done much with the Happy Medium yet since Boris has no need for familiars, but after finishing a run with enough turns to complete the Nemesis quest, I was trying to decide which siphon spirit to farm while waiting on the assassins. First of... Wait, what? First of all, 66 new booze items introduced with a single item of the month is awesome. Uh, man, I thought there were 23, and I was so happy that there were going to be 69 new booze items. Yeah. But it turns out that the 23rd one was like the unreleased... Uh, which nobody should ever get. Secondly, the variety of effects, the different combinations of quality versus level restrictions, and the differing rarity due to associated monster types look like they'll make the market for the happy mediums drops more complex than for any previous familiars drops. Was this all an aspect, uh, or was this aspect at all a part of the design process? Uh, I mean, I don't know. We wanted it to be interesting, uh, I guess. There's a lot of good jokes in there. You wrote a lot of funny things. Those are really fun to write. Although I... It was one of those where I said, oh, I've got... I'll bet I just can come up with dozens of things off the top of my head for these, and the only three that I had the idea for were the Humanitini, more Humanitini than Humanitini, and oh, the Humanitini. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of them involved a whole lot of looking up different cocktails and messing around with them. Hot Stuff helped a little bit with that, too. Yep. I managed to suggest anything uh, in all the time that I had access to that Google Doc. <laughs> um... Yeah, yeah, you did great though. Although I, w I did see, I didn't want to say anything. I was like, "Oh man, come on!" I already made the, I already made the julep joke. Yeah, um, I ended up fixing that. Like, there were a couple of those that I made, and then found out that we had done something almost identical. Like what? The was the Caipirana one, or was that? No, the Ki I didn't think we had done a Caipirina yet. There was at least one other one that, even looking through the wiki, didn't get it and then saw it just happen to come across it some other way. I think it was... Yeah, I have no idea. But the Mint Yulip was definitely one, complete with the same joke about your mansion house. <laughs> Plantation house. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Although, my, uh, my joke was sitting on the porch of your plantation house watching the slaves pick cotton candy, which I thought was pretty mm. good. But, uh... Yeah, okay. That had to go away. That's I think it... What did that end up being? More offensive, at least. Slaves uh, saying that slaves pick cotton is ex is yes is offensive to who? Why do they why do they have to be slaves? Because you're in a plantation house in mm. before the slaves were freed. It's offensive to point out that at some point there were slaves. I understand that now. Okay. Uh, candy cane, which I feel like you've also done. Uh, that one I looked up to make sure and had. I think it was in a cafe. No, I looked in the cafe. Oh. Because I had thought, surely I had done that, but turns out not so much. Hmm. 
I'm clear yeah, on I just that one, that you had. There was a thing that was some kind of Andy Kane joke, but not that one specifically. What did that end up being? I'm just trying to see what I turned the mint. Yeah, no, there was oh, totally... Just straight up, Candy Cane, C-A-N-D-Y-C-A-I-N-E, was a cafe item. Huh. Was it not in the wiki? Must not have been or I didn't spell it right. Wait, uh, yeah, the other one has a Y instead of an I. Completely different. Uh, but the other one ended Let's up see. being the Candy Alexander, which was pretty funny. Funny enough for our purposes. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's an, it's a, uh, obtained from obsoleted area slash methods. The Crimbo Cafe from one year, Crimborg Nutrition Station. Uh, yeah, it was 2005, I guess. You know what? It's okay, because that was a long time people saw it. How do, though, they not... How do, though, they not... Uh, ah, okay, so it is spelled differently. You're right. C-A-N-D-I versus C-A-N-D-Y. I'll pro- I probably thought the same thing when I made it too, which is, dude, I wrote a short story when I was in high school about like a drug dealer and the drug was called candy cane and I can now I can put that in there. <clears throat> Nobody will know that obscure reference but me and the people who are in my high school creative writing class. And they probably none of them play the game, and if so, they wouldn't remember that crap anyway. Yeah, I would hope not. I wrote it right after I read The Crow. Oh man, so it was a uh, it was pretty uh purple prose after you read the crow was the the crow graphic novel oh that the movie's based on i did not know that the movie was based on a graphic novel it's based on a graphic novel that looks like it was drawn by someone who was in high school really yeah it's it's in that kind of lost girl style of drawing that sucks that sucks and is bad uh, Mojo Tech wrote, Karma sinks, permanent astral items, or maybe karma for a new zone or familiar. Maybe plus one karma a day for each rollover spent in Valhalla. What? No. You're suggesting a way to sink karma and then give people a bunch more? Nobody. Ardlin says, Can you add plus a nit and plus MP slash HP regen to the sort dropdown for equipment? Uh, yes. At one point, we need to sit and take everything that people have asked for. Uh, and add it to that because the the idea was to roll that with a small set of things to sort by and then see what people want I think we're seeing what people wanted man I have so many candy canes I also have a uh, a sweet screenshot of a representation of me in word realms that Roy finally got around to making oh dude I want to see that uh Daron says not to beat a dead horse but uh how's the sea coming I think you mean beating a dead seahorse hmm um, you know, it's on the list of things to work on someday. <laughs> Thomas Earl Waldrop the two says there are totally not enough octopus jokes in this game. The game requires a saltine kraken. <laughs> um, there's the octopus gardener. Yeah. So he says uh, there needs to be more jokes about octopuses, but doesn't specify that they need to be funny jokes, and then suggests one that's not. What? Oh, come on, that's kind of funny. <laughs> a saltine kraken, a table kraken. I bought these crackers uh, at the grocery store that's around the corner here that just said they were wheat crackers. Uh, and they are 
they're just fucking cookies. I don't understand somebody would make these, eat one, and say, oh, that's a cracker. Uh-huh. Because they're just like boring wheat cookies. They're are crumbly. They, crackers are not crumbly. Are they digestive biscuits? <clears throat> uh, no, they don't say. They just say crackers. They just say whole wheat crackers. Hmm. Oh, I've had those, and they're like just sweet enough that you wouldn't put cheese on them or something. Yeah, I have been, you know, and it's been okay because I'm, you know, I was like, I paid four dollars for these. I'm not just gonna throw them away or pretend that they're a real shitty dessert. <laughs> you could give them to small children. Hey, do you want a cookie? See, mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. life is gonna do that to you, kid. <laughs> yep, they can't all be winners. Uh, Darcel says, please give people who do 30 Boris Ascensions the Fus Rodas good even. It's just cool. Yeah, okay, but that, no. Stupid Skyrim. Have you played any Skyrim yet, Mr. Skullhead? I haven't played a single Skyrim. I don't know if you would like it or not. I can never tell. I was surprised to find that you had stuck with Bastion all the way through. Bastion was really compelling. Because it had... RPG hooks and narrative hooks as well, and physical hooks that you could use as a weapon. So, uh, were there just, hooks really? Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> but that was a good joke. It, okay, yeah, it okay. just uh, round about the time where I had gotten all of the most powerful weapons and was starting to get a little bit bored. The end game hit, and the the way that the story wraps up is so very very satisfying and compelling. Yeah, people kept telling me I needed to finish it because the story was really good. I, I, there were a couple of reasons that I didn't get through it, and one of them was that the I found the environments to be so colorful that it became impossible to tell the difference between them. Like, that they didn't have any distinct personalities b- between them. Hmm. It's like that second one's like, oh, this is a swamp, which means there's just a slightly greener version of all of these. Like, I, it wasn't, I to see new places in it for whatever reason. Hmm. Um, and the other one was that the combat just got kind of boring. There were only like four different kinds of enemies um, that, that, I, that I encountered. And I mean, maybe that gets, maybe that rolls out more slowly. Yeah, the first set, when you're restoring the monument, you just have the like basic three and turrets, two, I think. Mm-hmm. And then you get another set of wild animal creatures that mm-hmm. are... There are more of them, and they're more bastard-like than than just the scumbags and the gas fellas. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you should. You should stick with it. It's good stuff. Yeah, maybe I'll try it again. Uh, did, let's uh, pop over into sure. the forum thread. How about yep. for these last uh, eighteen minutes? Uh, Giarge wrote: Nowadays, uh, Bad Moon feels strange. Feels like it should be a challenge path instead of a moon sign. Did you consider moving it to that drop down purely from the sake of making it all make a little more sense? I don't think Bad Moon's gameplay should change. The increasing number of challenge paths makes it feel all the weirder. Thoughts? Yeah, you know, that's a thing that like Eleron pushed really hard for when we were first rolling challenge paths and. It, it would be way, way more work than you think hmm. to make it a challenge path. Um, it, I mean, I guess maybe there would be a way to do it that wouldn't be a ton of work, but every, 
absolutely everything is keyed on the moon sign. So we would just have to like force your, you know, which I guess we do with with Avatar of Boris. When I was writing all of the initial encounter, I did everything based on what your class was because setting the class is what I thought. And then when when C.D. Moyer was writing stuff, he did it all based on what your path was, which makes more sense, right? Because that's how we do challenge paths. Um, So that one's a little bit goofy. Um, But I guess Bad Moon could only operate on what sign you were, and it would be exactly the same, but it's just the only way to get that sign would be to select the Bad Moon path. Um, I just, I, I don't know. It does feel weird and like an outlier now that there are more things like it, you know, but there's not just the way that it works, I don't think. Because it is like a weird unlockable thing, you know, and I think it's okay that there's only one weird unlockable thing, um, you know, because it's not a challenge path, so we wouldn't want to put it in old challenge paths. It's not, you know, it's not something that is going to be available all the time unless you've perma-unlocked it, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Kuno says, can you have it so that if you spend 100 turns trying to get the war outfit in, outfit in the hippie camp slash frat house, it just gives it to you? Because what uh, Avatar Boris taught me is that finding the war outfit is harder than actually doing the war. Edit, people covered that question since I was at the wrong area, but maybe have some sort of fail-safe for the other zone as well. Yeah, you know what? I, that is one of the things that I am extremely dissatisfied with about the level 12 quest. Um, and I'm... I'm curious as to what the right way to approach that is. I don't like that there are these like multiple versions of the same zone that have the same name and the same like icon that you click on to go to them and stuff. And I wish that there was a clearer way you know, I think it's just we thought that's like, like it kind of doesn't make any sense because in order to be on the side of the hippie soldiers, you have to kill hippie soldiers and get their outfits, huh. right? Which seems like a bad, a bad move. Um, the 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 swa- the swapping is weird, like, and the fact that it's I think probably optimal to swap is is weird to me. And I wish you know, like. When I started talking about this, I started talking about like being dissatisfied with the way that that stuff started. Hot stuff was like, no, it was so carefully balanced. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm talking about the unlock. And it was like, oh, you can do whatever the fuck you want with that. I don't care. So I need to think about that. Like, the problem is I don't understand anymore how it works at all. It's really confusing. And partly the way the location spindler works makes it kind of confusing. Because um, there used to be notes in the zone names when we were working on it so that I could keep that shit straight in my head. And I'm just wondering if there's not, like, a simpler way to do it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to, uh, you know, it seems like the, the hippie stuff and the frat stuff is such a rich thing to mine, and it's weird that it's only one zone. Whereas, like, Knolls, which have no personality at all, there's all this shit going on. Hmm. And all these different zones and all these different dudes. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know if going so far as, like, ah, oh, the hippie camp is actually like, go in, and you 
you can fight them if you want to, or you can trade with them. I mean, it's... I don't want to start... Uh, I don't want people to develop a sympathy. We have to understand that they're all assholes. Uh, let's see. Firstly, says Blekkeja, I am very pleased that you spelt my name correctly. Two E is always, damn it, but I am slightly confused as to why all of a sudden I am a sandwich. I will put it down to Americans being strange. I don't know if his name is Ruben <laughs> uh, or, or what the deal is there. Uh, is I, There isn't another sandwich with... Unless his name is Corned Beef. Club Sandwich has zero E's in it. PB and BP has zero E's Yeah, so I'm guessing that that guy's name is Ruben. Um, I cannot imagine a way in which you would spell Ruben that did not have two E's in it. Unless it was like R-U-B-E-N. I think but that's pretty common for the man's name. Is R-U-B-E-N? Sure. Like huh. Ruben Stuttered from American Idol. Really? Is that... Yeah. See, I thought that was R H U. Wow, you're right. Uh, he's black, though. You can't like uh, you can't you can't say something is a standard name if a black person has it. Yes, it's a standard spelling. I mean, S H A W O N. There are dudes named that, right? But that is like not a way of spelling Sean. Sure. Like it's just not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, black people, but that's dumb. Uh, second, the avatar of Boris likes eating. The avatar of Sneaky Pete possibly likes a drink or seven. Does this mean the avatar of Jarlsberg will shun, will shun most food and beverage and subsist on pure magical oxygen? Looking forward to January 2013 and January 2014 for those. Keep us waiting. It'll be worth it. <laughs> I have uh, I have an idea that I'm deeply satisfied with for the way that uh, Jarlsberg's consumables are going to work. Hmm. And no, I mean, the like, he's not going to be an oxygenarian because that like the whole deal with mages is food in this game right uh, three feast of Boris let's see you weasel your way out of this one how can the avatar not partake in his or her own patron's holiday 60 fullness here we come yeah we should just give 60 fullness <laughs> It's a great idea. Uh, lastly, sensible request. You mentioned on a previous radio show that you were expecting to have to add more options to the equipment sorting dropdown. Can you please? I can think of elemental resistance. Maybe just one option for all five for the sake of tidiness, color-coded for ease of identification. Uh, rollover adventures. Out of a run, I have a custom outfit, but in this, uh, but in run, it can be a little messier. HP MP regenerating items. These fit my lazy play style, and I use them quite a bit. It'd be convenient if I could compare what I've got more easily. Yeah, I agree that all of those things, and I agree with your approach to the elemental resistance. I think just having one drop down, and then maybe sorting the by element and by strength within element. Um, yeah. Rab Scuttle says the sorcerer description says that sorcerers are long engaged in an uneasy truce with the postamancers. Why do they dislike each other, and what happened to make them declare a truce? I bet there was like a schism. Yeah, I mean, because you start out with a bunch of people practicing magic and channeling magic through all sorts of different things, trying to figure out what the best way to get the magical force into a physical form is, and half of them end up saying that pasta is the best way to get it, and half of them end up saying sauce is the best way, and so you have this kind of theological debate that turns into a, an out-and-out magic war, until somebody casts entangling noodles and somebody casts stream of sauce at each other, they meet in the middle and become this delicious thing. And they're like, "Oh, we have much to learn from each other." 
Yeah, but we still don't like each other. Yeah. You know, the, it, it seems we we have a lot of different. The, the KOL must be a weird place to be a theologist, <laughs> right. right? Because there are a lot of different ways of imagining the fundamental forces of the universe and how they operate, and in practice, they are all. And so, what is that? Where does that leave you? I mean, it's probably just one of those consensus reality things. That consensus reality gets super weird when there are magicians, right? And, you know, I mean, like, books that tell you how to pluck things from the divine ether. Because suddenly there's a divine ether. Uh, let's see. Oh, I should note uh, that uh, Croft made the joke about Avatar of Susie on February 20th. Yes. It's 420, dude. 420. 220? Are you looking, uh, yeah. yeah exactly. Are you supposed to get, like, Kind of stoned on two ten. Yes, I think so. You're supposed to just take a hit out of one nostril. Yeah, that's how those pipes work, right? Yeah, I tend to. Whenever I, I don't always smoke marijuana, but when I do, I smoke it through my nose. Are you uh, Are you looking forward to getting to San Francisco, where marijuana is legal and ubiquitous? Oh yeah. You're gonna totally get high with your son for the first time. Well, yeah, because I don't want him to learn about it in preschool. Yeah. You know what would stop you from hitting dudes is hitting this bong. Yeah, bro. He would just calm right the fuck down. Or maybe he would flip his tiny shit. Flip his miniature pancake. Uh, Davik writes, I love Avatar Boris. Somebody who's already HP'd all the skills, it gives me a reason to want to keep ascending and doing it quickly. For the first time in I don't know how long, I actually log on as soon as rollover in so I can play my turns. I love the new skills. I love the mechanic for acquiring more of them. I don't feel like I have to do 29 lead-ins just to do one serious run. In short, I love almost everything about the path. Almost. Almost. And then he says, perming Boris skills. This. The new skills are awesome. Please let us perm them. Yes, I realize they're way too powerful, but once we're no longer Boris, it could make sense that we end up with watered-down versions. A permanent legendary bravado that grants one or two to all stats wouldn't be overpowered. A permanent hungry eyes that grants plus 10 or plus 20% to food drops would hardly be game-breaking. And demand sandwich, because it's the best skill ever. I uh, really like request sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, request sandwich. That's the, like Sometimes you get one and sometimes you don't. Uh, or just trusty as is. I've done 180 hardcore runs. Other than my very first run, every run I've done, I've uh, every run I've ever done earned me a piece of stainless equipment or plexi or brimstone. I admit it's hard to get my head around the fact that there's no equipment waiting for me at the end of this run. Would it be terrible to let us keep trusty after each run? It would certainly be or it would be completely useless in hardcore, and there are far far better pulls in softcore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Psyche says, uh, going to be in San Francisco and is looking to get into secret bars. Uh, I hope we find a secret bar so we can take Psyche to a secret bar so that we can make Psyche take us to other secret bars. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a whole occult booze underground that we discover. Are there secret bars? Is that a thing? Yeah. Hmm. Did you not ever go to the neighborhood in San Diego? Yeah, that one I went to. I didn't go to the to the secret bar there. Yeah, you have to like schedule it. You have to like text them, and they let you know whether you can come in and what time, hmm. and I guess how long you can stay. I don't even know. I went in there. I went in there once, and it was it was good. It was a uh, it was cool. It was very not crowded and not loud, um, but there were no windows. So a good old people bar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Manayachanichu says, I had this dream last night. It was real life, except I had to go mining, and I had an unaccompanied miner. I was actually going to be mining in people's garages, and I wanted to make sure to optimize all my free turns. So I went to the first one, and I was digging into the wall. There were bees everywhere, of course. I was mostly just punching holes in the drywall with my pickaxe. And I looked through one of the holes I had punched, and inside the wall, there was a friend of mine. Not like her corpse, just her, kind of hanging out. Nonetheless, that was the point at which I started screaming. Not in my dream, in real life. It terrified my wife, as it always does. Anyways, my question is this. Have you ever thought about more kinds of mining or more things to find? Like a familiar hatchling you can find rarely? Not ultra-rarely, I am sure. Anayachanichu's friend could be behind some of the drywall that you mine. And then you scream at his wife. And his wife wakes up. Maybe, uh, I wonder if Anayachanichu had just watched the Buffy episode where everyone's having dreams and there's a, like, profoundly but subtly creepy thing where Buffy's mom is living inside the walls of their house and rats are tickling her toes. Was that after she was dead? No, I think it's before. I mean, spoiler alert. It's in between. It's the end of season four. I read an interview with James Marsters today uh, that was linked to from Metafilter. This was like what today was like the 15th anniversary of Buffy starting. Yeah. What did Which he have to say? Or, mm-hmm. or was that all? Yeah, no, I wasn't going to say anything else. But, like, I mean, he, he was very positive about the whole thing. That's good. He's, he seems like an okay dude. He's not at all British. Not even a little bit. Yeah. He said he was getting yelled at by Tony Head for doing bad, a bad job pronouncing things. <laughs> I would imagine the girl playing Drusilla got that more. You think? She was pretty bad. Oh, the worst accent will always be Kendra the Vampire Slayer. Jesus Christ. That was... I w- started watching Buffy a year after I saw that... I saw the first episode I ever saw because it was that episode. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, this is obviously garbage. Because... Kendra. That's me favorite shirt. That's me only shirt. <laughs> she did say shirt, though, which should have endeared her to you. Yeah, I think that was probably before I knew that word. <laughs> so it's a recent acquisition. I remember those times. No matter how important it was. It's such a funny word. It's a fun word. It's like shark, only it's about pooping your pants. Yeah. But just a little bit. Whenever you say, like, well, how could we talk about these things if we didn't have a word for them? I My only response is, exactly. But what if you're a doctor? What if you go to the doctor and you need to tell him, I have this problem where I can't stop sharding? You need a word for it to tell the doctor, because otherwise you're just going to die of shartosis or whatever it is that you have. <laughs> and the doctor, the doctor needs a word for it, too. I'm sure the doctor has a fancy, mul- fancy multi-syllabic. I say it <laughs> fancy because I'm just that fancy. I'm sure he does, Paul. <laughs> um... The Dog Delusion says, More mining questions. You've said you don't like that mining is one of the few situations where you can spend his turn and receive absolutely nothing in return. Is this something you're looking to change into he revamp? And if so, will mining areas be changed? Will all mining areas be changed? Uh, the reason that I read int he instead of uh, correcting it on the fly is because that is probably my single most common typo, hmm. is typing int he instead of in the, uh, and oft he instead of of. Right. Uh, you know, 
I think something like giving you some trivial amount of meat or stats or something is the right way to do that instead of just ever giving you nothing. That is also like one of the only places that you can spend a turn and get something bad, which used to be a lot bigger thing than we would do. Um, you know, it used to be a thing we would do sometimes. Uh, he also continues, In the stomach stapling thread, many people mention that they don't want their stomach or liver capacities changed, but would totally support an across-the-board nerfing of all the higher-end consumables. What do you think of this, other than it sounds like a lot of work? It doesn't sound like that much work. Um, Keta says, Not that I'm complaining or anything, I'm just curious. Since Clancy has instruments corresponding to the other three important familiar types, was the lack of a leprechaun instrument intentional, or did you just kind of forget about that slash not think about it? No, it was intentional, because we it's not a challenge path if you have a way of doing everything that you might want to do. Right? So there were some things that it was just like... like you're not going to have nearly as much trouble with plus items uh, with the other guys, I don't think, or plus meat. Um, you know, that, that they need to be different, and if they all have everything, they can't be different. I was reluctant. Like, he didn't have any healing to begin with, uh, but that ended up being a thing that would just really made it painful to play. And so Laugh got added as a just sort of, like, inefficient, a mana inefficient healing skill. Um, and you know and, and, and like I didn't want to do it because I didn't want it's like that seemed kind of unpersonality for Boris uh-huh. but it's like well we'll just give him a shitty one and then we can give Jarlsberg a really good one and whatever which he probably won't need because he probably won't be just fighting fighting but uh, who knows bro who knows hey it's 8 o'clock where I am and it's probably late now it's no later than normal where you are I guess Yep, it's the same, same as it ever was. Cool. Are you ready to, to be done with this show? Yeah, we can... We can be done. It was good. Well, uh, it was good doing a radio show with you, Mr. Skullhead. It felt good. Uh, are we going to do one next week side-by-side? Side? Yeah, we are. Fuck yeah. We'll even be able to use the real mics. Neat. All right, we'll, so we'll uh, see you next week, guys. Right, bye, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs>